You're listening to the following program on TFN Audio from the Fantasy Network, where independent creators and fans of fantasy, sci-fi, horror, and gaming meet to create, stream, and support the shows that they love. Creator-distributed, fan-supported, that's TFN. Find this and many more great programs at watch.thefantasy.network audio. The more we do the bits on this, I'm going to leave it in the episode. <laughs> that's, that's the danger. If it's, if it's funny enough, it stays in. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Die As Cast podcast. We are on episode six of six. How the Waste Was One Unseating Mavros. When last we heard from our intrepid heroes last week, they had just come through an awkward personal family situation, meddling in the lives of twin Ratfoot sisters, and managing to both alienate and resolve the situation. Yeah, that wasn't a good yeah, look. Resolve is the important <laughs> part. But, you know, yeah. if you listen to the episodes, you do have all the context. Because of those deep emotional connections that they've made with the rat folk, that stirred our young Dumpur to consider and to write a, a, a heartfelt, tender letter to someone who has been very close to her and someone that she's been thinking about seeing later on this afternoon as he performs his first fight in his freedom. So, uh, before we leap into the adventures that happened this week, let's just get everybody to quickly introduce themselves and their characters. Madeline. Uh, yes, I am Maeve Maldorava, a rat folk matchmaker and a dampier queen of Hakan's Divan. Very good. God, I forgot about Hakan's Divan. Yeah, it's good, hey? <laughs> Diego. Hi, I am Chisk. I have been looking forward to laying on something other than hard rock stone. <laughs> that was Very just, good. There was one one word in that intro that sounded like you had a different voice. Hi! Hey. Hi! <laughs> it was Diego and then Chisk. Just for a second. <laughs> Griffin. Hannah. Hanta. Minerva. Benjamin. Ralphina, they got nothing on Big Wheeler. This is Gideon's Sweets. <laughs> Excellent recall. So after the uh, the the drawn out family drama down by the riverbank, a tale from the riverbank. Hey. The three of you head back to Hakan's uh, hosted bunks, and then as you all drift off to sleep, all three of you have a strange, quiet. Misty dream. I love strange dreams. Let's go. Because I haven't been sleeping. It's a stress dream. Let me remind you all that I wanted to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you can hear (laughs) Chisk muttering about sleep in his sleep. 
which that is irony or is it dramatic irony? I can't. That's kind of double layered. He 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 wanted to sleep so bad. He's mad that he's sleeping late. <laughs> Babe, as you set aside your letter and you fall to sleep, you can feel yourself floating strangely in a dark ravine. Mm. It's the middle of the night, and below you, you watch as thousands of blood red scorpions flow up across the canyon, across the ground. And then as you slowly sink into these mass of beetles and scorpions, you feel them starting to crawl all over your body. And they gradually get heavier and heavier and block out the light and the sound as you start awake in the middle of the night, breathing heavily. You know, at first I thought it would be nice, but like exfoliating, but not really. <laughs> Kind of scary. Chisk. I can't, I can't believe I'm going to sleep this late. This has been too long. I just <laughs> As you mutter away into the long delayed and often dreamed for and too often commented on sleep, the night doesn't start well for you. The first dream you have, you feel yourself trapped under rock, broken stone all around you. Uh, you feel, uh, the, you can see the light coming down. You can feel the uh, the heat of the sunlight, but you can't quite reach it. And all you can smell is this sort of bittersweet smell of burning books. Mm. Gideon. Man, I sure hope Bill, Big Willard wants to hang out tomorrow. We didn't really, ex- we didn't <laughs> really so explore that character quite enough, so I can't wait to delve into his backstory. <laughs> As as you drift off, you feel yourself floating down a dark, thick, wide river, jet black water, and you're floating gently on a raft that's filled with rat folk. And all around you, all over you, you feel this warm kisses and hugs. And as you slowly get kissed awake you realize that you're being held by a four or five-year-old trollkin toddler as this toddler squeezes you and kisses you and goes, says, Daddy! 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 This is still part of the dream. Okay, have you seen <laughs> Big Willard? <laughs> I imagine you're kind of like the embodiment of my conscience. Honestly, I thought you died years ago. I'm a pirate rogue, so it's uh, I, I shove children for money. I don't know if you saw the tuber monkey fight. <laughs> so this uh, this big happy trollkin baby toddler has the actually got you squeezed tight, and as you slowly regain consciousness, you realize that you are no longer in the bunks that you went to sleep in. You're instead into this very simple canvas tent. And there's two or three kids that have come in through the tent flap. And this big trollkin baby is so happy to play with you. Oh, Listen, I didn't know that we had to set watch in the merchant camp. This is... <laughs> Within yeah, the protected uh, tent. Do you really think I'm a teddy bear? You saw that I had swords, right? You saw that? <laughs> this... Uh, a baby, not a baby, 
But you can't tell if it's a, a boy or a girl choking, but they lean in and they just give you another big ah, wet kiss on, right. their, yeah, like, on their forehead. Can I um, try to like sketch the um, scorpions that I saw in my dream? I don't I don't know if I still ha- would have my journal because if we were moved, I put it back under my pillow. No, you you wake up and you see uh, you see Gideon wrestling with a baby sort of squirming and uh, in in an awkward way trying to extricate himself from a baby. But uh Maeve, when you reach under your pillow for your journal, you you feel it as well as something very sort of warm and fleshy. Yeah, I definitely have a moment of panic where I'm like, oh, "Where's my book?" And then I feel this fleshy item that's so gross. All right, I I want to lift the pillow up. <laughs> There is a pile of sausage. Okay, look away. This is a crime of nature. <laughs> Does it smell like like it normally smells, or is it like rancid? Yeah, it okay. smells. It smells heavenly. I'll have a little nibble, and uh, yeah, I would like to draw the scorpions in my journal. All right, so you take a minute and you can sketch that out. Uh, Chisk, mm. you sit up and you bang your head you were had gone to sleep in a uh, it's not really a bang it's it's just on a, <laughs> the tent pole of this little tiny tent and it sort of gives you a jolt until you realize it's just it's just a little tent pole so the three of you are went to sleep in that sort of semi-luxurious bunk room that had been set up by Hakan's staff and you wake up with a small pup tent with two or three kids peeking in the flap uh, well, except for the one grappling me, correct? <laughs> yeah, right. So we're in a, we're in a tent alone with three toddlers. Well, it's one older kid who's just looking in, but there is one kid who is playing with some coins on the floor, and another kid who has got you uh, is totally charmed by you. Man, I hope full fighters don't walk into this tent with the th- <laughs> with the three people with the toddlers. Listen, I am still technically a minor. Um, where are we? <laughs> uh, as far as you can tell, you're just inside this tent. It's it's bright, sunny day out. It's probably mid morning, as far as you guys can tell, light wise. Can you all be a little quieter? I'm still trying to sleep. Chisk, have you seen? We were moved. Huh? Do you remember walking around in the nighttime? Uh. I no. I was stuck under some rocks or something. You had a dream? Yeah. D- yes. All right. So, Gideon, what are you doing? I'm gonna grab the coins from the kid. Yeah, I knew it. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> this is. There's not a lot of character traits we set up for Gideon so far, but taking money from children is literally one of them. <laughs> and also, if we got moved, I think they might be mine, so I'm grabbing them. All right. So you just lead over and and this. Well, you know what? Roll me, roll me a. See if you can break the grapple of this. Uh, <laughs> How big is this troll child? This Titanic toddler. It, it, it's a, just a little bit bigger than you are. Oh my god! Okay. Uh, that is a seventeen acrobatics. Oh, okay. Well, let's see how the troll does. All right, so you're able to wiggle free. So I'd love to like, I'd love to do like do the breakdance move and like take out his legs. And right before his head hits the ground, I'll just like catch his head and kind of shove him off. And then I'm going to go steal some gold or maybe (laughs) reclaim some gold. We're unsure. It doesn't matter to me. (laughs) Yes. So, uh, yes, you can, you you sort of work your way out. You you sort of dump this toddler uh, off and he sort of stands up and he starts 
screaming, and then the other kid panics, and, uh. and the kids basically r- run off. That's right. Money is scary. You leave it to me, okay? Who knows what could be on there? Probably poison. Don't touch any more of this, but if you find some, bring it to me. You are insufferable. They moved me from my bed. Yeah, I don't remember waking up under or sleeping under some post pole. They haunt me now. <laughs> where, where are we? Can I peek out the flap and just like kind of get my bearings and see where we might be geographically? The uh, Hakan's place was set up sort of near uh, an ancient fountain, broken fountain, and you can see that you're still at that fountain. Oh! But there are two or three other mer- uh, merchants now setting up tents and a wagon. So the whole Hakan's whole camp has gone. Huh? So th- there was the six. Uh, wagons that made up his his complex. He had that he had that temporary fountain set up. He had the wake silk and the and the torchlight, the flickering lights. All of that is gone in the bright, cold light of day. Did we end up giving him the pipes? No, I have them. You should check if you still have them. You well, should check if you still have them. I want to look through my stuff. Uh, there are no pipes, I'm afraid, <gasps> but there is a letter. Oh, you. Fuck, what is the letter? I can't read. Someone else take it. I'll take it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I can't read. <laughs> Panic. Words, words. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, do you have a fear of words? <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry. I just got, I just gave, it was from leftover from the fact that we don't have the pipes anymore. All right, Madeline. So there is a very flowery, flowery handwritten note here that says, Hmm, dearest wood prince. It, it is Isabella Chisk. It's, yeah. <laughs> we are so grateful for to all of you for finding the pipes. We didn't want to wake you. It's crazy. She's she's writing out, mmm. She doesn't have to do that. Like, <laughs> There's do, a lot yeah. of M's. We do appreciate They're her They're all connected. I know it's how like she sounds. It's a big squiggly line. <laughs> That's how so, I know it's her. <laughs> There's like 11 tildes. <laughs> Mr. Hakan was in such a hurry that we thought it was best just to leave you here. He thanks you ever so much for the pipes. And as a bonus, he has left you each ten plots. Spend them well, and I hope to see you soon again. Oh, my piney paramour! Oh, dear. And there's a, there's a P.S. from Hakan along the bottom. And he's written. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can hear it. It's written, but I, hope, I can hear it. I hope all of our listeners heard the name Hakan and braced themselves and turned down their podcast. <laughs> For what's coming. Kevin gave you enough warning. Well, Cheesecake, it looks like they have packed up and left, including Isabella. But we did get paid. So I'm going to find the money. <sighs> all right. So there are uh, three small sacks, one at, at the feet of each of your... Um, at each of your bunks. They're not bunks now. They're just simply bedrolls. But you also have a relatively nice tent. Uh, now, just to back up a little bit, just to get a little bit meta, uh, the two coins that, that they use here, they're discs. The brown disc is the more valuable one. It is called a plot, and it re- represents the earth. The blue disc is called a cloud and represents the sky. Did, sorry, did Isabella leave? It looks like it's in the so letter. So it seems. I, uh, I'm, 
I'm sorry, could you... Re- she left with Hakan? It looks like it. I... I don't understand. When you two met, did you talk about how long your traveling together would last? Did, did she make any dotes or, or promises? N- no, not particularly, but uh, I suppose I... She's, she was the only friend I have. Um, not to uh, discredit what we have developed amongst us, the three of us, but she's just leaving me here in this town. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest, I really thought I hit it off with Zagan, so it is tough that she didn't say bye, you know? <laughs> I don't like that they moved us while we were not um, awake. I'm, sh- I'm sure she had her reasons. Wait a minute, if they left with their whole group, who are these troll children? Are they just random street urchins that came into our house? Man, good thing I stole that gold from the kid. All right, I feel justified. I'm actually a good person. (laughs) Just do you need anything? Um, no. This is like a really shitty breakup. I'm really sorry. I'm sure we're fine. It doesn't sound like she's, you know mad at me or anything so I'm sure is all in Thoth Hermes' plan to put me out in the world and explore new people. You do see on the back there is a, a, a further note saying that you can find her in Savoyn. Look at this. Do you know where this is, Savoyn? Do I? Uh, Griffin, you or sorry, uh, Gideon, you would Savoyne is uh, one of the larger cities. It's uh, it's a few uh, well, a few hundred miles north of Ghost Ghost Cliffs, and it's technically in uh, Varain, which is south of the wastes. Do do I know anything like about the character of Savoyne? Uh, roll me a history six. Uh, the only thing you know about it is that it is uh, a quite well-to-do city. They are fairly snooty there. That's what you were told. You've never actually been there yourself. For some reason, it sounds like a chocolate. Mm. Savoy. Belgian milk chocolate. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chisk, would you like to hold on to this letter? I I would, if you don't mind. Yeah, I, I fold it up and I give it to Chisk. I, I mean, I'll, I'll just put it out there. Uh, is anybody else uncomfortable with the fact that Hakan has the pipes now? Oh, very. Absolutely mm. uncomfortable. But what can we do? I do not even know where Savoyn is. I have some idea of where it is. It, I guess it all kind of depends on what we got going on after the fights. It, I mean, my my situation is a little bit uh, uh, non-predictable because if my f- pirate queen dies in the fights, probably going to have some kind of election or something, so then we'll have to decide how that works. But, you know, I, I don't know what you two got going on. Is pirates have democracy? It's, you know, it's kind of a flawed system. It, there, there's no perfect way, you know, but it's... Uh, Eh, it doesn't really matter. We throw in like our little flask of ale. We're like, nah, we wanted it to be Faye. Uh, I'm new, so I'm only still learning the ropes. 
well, we all have the same flask, you know, so we we put it into the barrel, and that way it's kind of like anonymous, whichever mm. barrel has the most flasks. We wrote Faye on one barrel, you know. This is what I was told. And then you just take whichever flask you yeah. take back. You just hey, yeah, if you can remember, flask. like, good for you, but it doesn't really matter. It's all sterilized. It's straight moonshine. Every moment I spend with you, Gideon, I, I realize the things I have learned about pirates are mostly wrong. It's like 95 <laughs> proof. It's really hard to get down, but oh. man, it, it's fun on it's fun on the deck. <laughs> on on the the deck? Oh, yes. Uh, yes. Of the ship. That's what we all had. Some might yeah. say the poop deck. Oh no. <laughs> oh, well, no. I, I wasn't suggesting by any means we go to Savoyn anytime soon. I, I think you both have things to take care of first. So I, I, I mean, and this is, uh, I, I, I'm sorry. I was putting this like you were coming with me to Savoyne eventually. You have your own lives. Like, unless we, unless we end the trip with like some hooded man giving us a quest, I really feel uncomfortable with Hakan having the pipes. So you saw what they can do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It feels like th- that may not need to be dealt with. I agree. But in, in the meantime, we, I think we, before we went to sleep, we said that this was, we were meant to wake up and run to the, to the thing. So shall we get going? That's yes, right. I have a letter I would like to deliver. So, oh. um, before one o'clock, if possible. So I'm going to, I'm going to peek my head out and, and look for somebody, ideally a town crier. Uh, you want to see if you can find a, a town crier walking by your tent? Really anybody. Sure. <laughs> Go ahead. Just roll me a 20. Oh, man, that's the voice of Kevin. <laughs> no matter what I roll, Kevin's going to say no here. Here we go. <laughs> what do I add to the 20, DM? What do I add, what do, they add to the D20? Uh, you, could, you could add anything you want to the uh, D20. Awesome. All right, if I can add anything I want, uh, I got a 46. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> you do find one town crier, but he's dead. <laughs> so, he's wow. fully dead. Uh, the city rules. <laughs> I, I run up to him and I shake his corpse. What time is it? What time is it? <laughs> the the troll kid looks back from where he's he's been sitting there, and he says, Eleven! <laughs> I, I, I ping him a coin. Well done. Is that, wait, yeah. is, that the one who, is that the one who choked me? Yeah. I run and get it back. Give me that! Give, give me that! I was kidding! <laughs> All right. And he's trying to grab you and give you more hugs and kisses. Griffin, when you started this podcast, did you set out to make a likable character? <laughs> we'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> You're colored and sized like a teddy bear. So, I think subconsciously, you probably didn't get enough love as a child. I guess I, comes down I just didn't oh. plan to uh, uh, hang out with a lot of kids during this campaign. I don't know if that's crazy. Oh, well, I'm sorry, Gideon. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I meant toddlers. That I am not You're a cool. You're a teen. All right, all right. Let's, let's get a move on. Just back me up. <laughs> I'm going to deliver my let- my uh, my letter. And you uh, you had gotten the notes about where he is fighting, so you can yes. you can ask around, get directions. Remember, there is also Foe Fighter Central, where there's all those things or you know organized and things. Mm-hmm. However, as you go to go into Foe Fighter Central to get yourself organized, they ask to see your lanyard. Oh yeah, I have that. Um, do I have that? You do not what have it. What the fuck? What? Do we have our lanyards? You don't. I look back at them with just like deer in headlights look. 
I look, I'm, a, I'm gonna go look. I'm gonna go fucking find that goddamn troll kid. Wait, wait, wait. We our, our names are on a list, aren't they? I'm gonna find that toddler. Gideon, Gideon, come back. <laughs> Sorry. Did we put our names on a on some sort of list to get sorted into groups? Oh, that's a good point. Check the list. Uh, so uh, this this woman's obviously very harassed, and she thinks, okay, uh, yes, go over there to the lost yet lanyard tent. I lost lanyard tent, so this happens a lot, is what I'm gathering. All right. <laughs> I just didn't. I thought. I thought really the lanyards would be safe from theft. If I'm being honest, they're not even that cool looking. <laughs> the snow globe, though, with the blood. <laughs> that that was really is. cool. That's currency. The bodies that. flying around in there was really cool. <laughs> All right, Chisk, I'll get you to throw me a performance check, please. Oh boy, because I'm so good at that. Performance. That is uh, four minus one is a three. <laughs> they don't. They don't believe you, Jisk. I, I, well, I am. I. You can ask Big Willard. He's. He's somewhere. Good. Yes. <gasps> they go. Oh, you know Big Willard. You're damn right. And they all start to mutter to each We're other. We're best friends. He and I. Yes. He, he's actually <gasps> our senior big... foe fighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they. They. Oh, okay. So they look around and they. Uh, you see, one of them. She sort of gets a sly look and she says. So, if you know Big Willard, when is the next shift? Tomorrow at four. <laughs> is that I, right? I, I mean, that... I'm impressed. I don't know where Chase got that from. <laughs> I, I, th- wait, weren't he said we were we could make our own schedules? Maybe he put down a schedule. Uh, we we work on the second last day of the festival. There it is. He said we would find the time because I wanted some time off. And then he said we would negotiate. And then stuff happened and we didn't get the chance. All right. You can roll me another performance check. Can it be persuasion instead of performance? Uh, No, yeah, you're right. Persuasion sounds fine. Yes. All right. That is a 17. All right. So they're going to issue you some temporary lanyards. They're just paper. They're not like... (laughs) The fancy uh, the, uh, leather ones you had before. All right, how long do these last? They will, they're they're paper, so they'll just treat them carefully. Oh, so you mean temporary literally in, in the structure of them. They don't have like a time <laughs> No. Okay, Until great. they disintegrate. Yeah, no, they're not the, they're not the fancy souvenir keepsake lanyards that you had before, but they will get you backstage to all the rings so you can talk you know, talk to people. Yeah, you also said 10% off snacks, but it's good to know we get a backstage pass. <laughs> yeah, backstage pass, 10% off all snacks, except mini donuts. Oh, what? Mm-hmm. Listen, thank you for the lanyard. Um, where, if I was to want to send a letter or like, is there like a post, anything someone I can give this to a trustworthy individual she looks at you son of her head cock and she says I I I suppose you would have to hire a courier I guess what city do you want to go to well is here in, in town yes oh uh, she looks at her friends and they all look back and they say can't you just talk to the person then thank you for your time <laughs> credits <laughs> I have an image in my head of how this is going to go, and it starts with the letter, okay? So I really need... Okay. Come on, you two. You're not even considering her context. There's a lot of context. It, yeah, have you not ever written a, a romantic letter to someone? 
that you wanted to deliver is better when they're written. I see. I well, I <laughs> would get so a pissed. <laughs> friend. What do these What do these two look like? What do these two look like? Well, the the woman you're talking to is a middle-aged female human, and her friend sitting beside her looks to be fey touched. All right, I'm gonna talk to this lady and go. Listen, you better be nice, or I'm gonna challenge you to a fight. Well, this oh. is a fight town. Sorry. So you know you can't really talk to people like that unless you're really unless you're ready to buck up. I am not trying to be mean with you, Mister Teddy Bear. I don't right. strike one, strike one. Keep talking. Yeah. Keep talking. Started off on the wrong foot. I wrestled. I wrestled the troll toddler today. I don't have pride. <laughs> strike one. That's strike one. You. I don't have a. You. Who are you trying to meet? I. This woman doesn't know anything about this. Is what. You are the wrong person to be asking about this. Guys, I think we should just go to Pit 14. I will find somebody to take this letter. I, or maybe I'll just, I'll just give it myself. I don't know. I'm hot and I'm hungry and I'm a little grumpy now because of this interaction. So, Yeah, we haven't mm. even had breakfast or coffee or anything yet. I mean, j- just, to, just to help, I... I I would not trust the infrastructure of a city that has no laws. So they might be on the right track that you want to give it to somebody because, I mean, anybody could say they're a courier, take your money, and then run away, and no one would get mad at them. I mean, if, if you don't want to deliver it yourself, well, one of us could do it. If you tell us a description. Of- <gasps> oh, my god! Hey, I'll do it. I'm a courier. See? You could get tricked. You're a... Pirate, I, that did not trick me at all. <laughs> we know you're not a courier. All right. All right, let's go. I, I like that idea. I like the idea. It's kind of like a, um, will you go to like the dance with me? Yes oh, or yeah. no? Circle, circle, circle my friend yes wants no. to know. Yeah. <laughs> my friend was like totally joking. <laughs> Whatever. But um, yeah. unless, though. Unless. <laughs> unless. All right. Um, do we know where Pit 14 is? Uh, that she can help you with. She she directs you to Pit 14. Gosh, thanks. <laughs> wow. Thank you so much. Who put you at the guest services table? <laughs> this is at the guest services table. What is this? It's the lost yet lanyard table. <laughs> it's the lost okay, lanyard you know table. <laughs> Fair oh enough. God. However, we did also have problems with that, so I am still angry. She was intolerable, wasn't she? <laughs> she was chewing. She was chewing gum the whole time, like really loud. Of all the realms they could have found, this was the most malevolent. For beyond the border of despair stand the gates of Eridol. These are the Chronicles of Eridol. A happy-go-lucky and good ham production. Anyone there? Ah, Charlie. Cassie. Welcome back. (laughs) now appearing on tfn audio from the fantasy network so you head over to pit 14 you might make your way through the crowd and again things are just starting to heat up things have opened up shops are opening you start smelling all the the deep fried things and barbecued things and uh, there's drinks starting to happen and people running everywhere. Do I see 
any of the fighters that are gonna be like are are fighters assembling because we're like a couple hours early right yes you are two hours early uh you see you see somebody directing people who are like uh, using sawdust to sweep up uh, the, the blood from the previous fight. So they're just getting that organized, and you see this sort of very tall, thin Noel arguing with uh, one of the sweepers, and they are cleaning up, getting ready for the next bout. I, I'm right that we're not at we're not at the final three days, right? So these ones aren't to the death. These ones are not to the death. Great. Right. As a matter of fact, uh, Pit 14 is for the non-name chosen. From across the continent, every sort of half-decent-sized town has their own contest, and the Chosen all end up gathering at the Seat of Mavros. So that's why there are so many here. For those who just want to challenge, like there's an, basically an open pit. Pit 14 is an open pit for those who aren't affiliated oh. with a town or a village or a city and are just here to try to prove themselves to get into like what would be the quarterly semifinals. And they can also rise to be the creme of the crop? Absolutely. They can be one of the final eight. Sorry, everybody. Just w- before we uh, keep going, I'm, I'm just going to like put my hands on both of them and go, we should just check our bags for everything we're missing right now so we don't get caught by surprise again. Oh, That's... that is a good point. But, by the way, what did you do with the tent? Oh, were we supposed to take it? I do it? not think I realized that that tent was ours. Yeah, no, I think we left it. <laughs> I think we left it. Ah, shit. I, I'm okay. I'm gonna run back. <laughs> get, get. It. Oh. I'll be right back. Oh, he's gonna go fight kids. I know it. <laughs> shoving, shoving troll kids as I run. <laughs> oh. there's, there's a woman setting up pies in the tent. Oh. Ah, listen. Uh, sorry. This is our tent. So. I don't know if you're... You. It was just sitting here. It was empty. No one was here. I, I, I was, I I, was only I, gone for a I few minutes. I can't have my pies sitting in the sun. All right. Well, you're welcome to use this tent, but I do need one of your pies. That's fair. I'll be done by six. Okay. Can I have a pie? <laughs> Certainly. What flavor would you like? What flavors do you have? <laughs> we have... We have what we call honey bear. Sorry. Uh, what, we sorry. What do you mean blueberry. sorry? Sorry. What do you mean sorry? That's strike one. What do you mean Sorry. <laughs> It's honey bear. Lady. I was saying, I was apologizing because we thought it was a cute name, but I didn't realize it would be uh, bear. Might be. Anyway, it's made from honey and walnuts. Then we also have a blueberry one, and we have uh, a salmonberry one. Gideon's just the worst, like, patron of have <laughs> fish. Sorry, you have fish pie. It's a savory. It's a savory pie. Yeah, I'll take the. I'll take a blueberry one, right, Stat? All right. Here you. Here you go. Do you want me to cut it? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but just to be clear, this is your tent, and we do have now have use of it till six p.m. Correct? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> if you keep clarifying, I'm getting suspicious. But yeah, <laughs> you sure you can use this tent till six p.m. Um, and then you have to hang a sign on the door that says, "This is Gideon's tent. No, no enter." Put it at about nope. child eye height. Yeah. <laughs> and also, uh, yeah, on the bottom right, I am not a teddy bear. <laughs> okay, bye. You're demanding so much of this woman. Man, yeah, well, I gave her a shelter when she had none. Whoa. Bye. Um, can I do a quick sniff of this pie and make sure it's not fucking poisoned or something, this crazy goddamn town? Sure. Roll me perception. 
That's a 12. This pie is not poison. I'm just going to stick a few bear fingers in it in case it's like a prison cake and there's a hammer or something. There's a bear trap inside the pie. (laughs) (laughs) There's a full pistol. No, all that comes out is blueberries. Great. I walk back. Hey, guys, didn't get the tent, but score, right? What? (laughs) Yeah, sorry. I got this pie, though. Wait, how how did... Never mind. Yeah, did, we shouldn't. Yeah. I think we'll probably be fine. Yeah. So let me just run something by you. This is really important. S- salmon berry's not a good flavor, right? Salmon berry? Like the fish and... <sighs> anyway, let's, let's check our stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would like to go through like my bag, my little bindle, and see if I have everything. <laughs> you have a bindle? I have a bindle. I've been on the road, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Trailers for sale wherever I may perambulate. Um, yeah, everything seems to be there. Seems. Well, <laughs> I, you, I, I don't know if you can remember everything that you had. Yes, I, I travel very light. Uh, all my money is there. All of your money is there. Uh, everything looks good here for me. Those those coins that I stole from the trolls were they our coins? Was, like, was I right, or were they extra coins? Those were your coins that the kids were playing with. I knew it, little little brats. They, they just saw the shiny discs and were playing with them. Ugh, bad parenting. Uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think you're taking this too ser- this particular aspect too seriously. I though. do have a list of everything I have. So is all my stuff here? <laughs> okay, Red Man. Yeah, just, <laughs> let's let's hear the list. No, we shouldn't. That's, I, listen, I checked out that D and D podcast you asked me to listen to, and they spent ten minutes on <laughs> what was in the things. Bears Explorers pack. Uh, it seems to be there. All right. So you guys just so you are sitting here in the middle of all this hustle and bustle. You you sort of sat down on on the ground. You're all counting out your stuff, arguing back and forth while there's this pie sitting between you. <laughs> we got robbed in the nighttime. Um, great. If we have everything, then I want to uh, see if I can like like scout uh the sea of faces for Veridin because I know he'll be here soon. And I want to see if I can find him. So just roll me a perception. Oh! Uh, Oh, I have a zero. That's 16. You look around. You can see where the fighters are are sort of heading. They don't go backstage, but they go into a tent that's connected to the ring, the pit itself. And uh, while you're watching, you do not see Veridin enter the tent. Hmm. There is a security person standing there. He's a big uh, sort of beer-bellied male human. So he is an official. Looks like he's an official. Right. He has a lanyard. Oh, guys, that guy has a wow. lanyard. Big man. I think we should talk to him. We had lanyards at some point. Yes, I don't know what happened to those. I'm kind of pissed about that. I wanted to keep it. I'm actually sorry. Can we just get serious for a second? I'm a little mm. concerned about that. Does that mean someone's going to try and sneak into the tournament as faux fighters? I think it's probably more likely that Hakan and his people are selling them as as tokens of something. Oh, that's actually a really good point. He did seem to th- want to sell everything. Yeah, including, including you. you. Including <laughs> yeah. myself. Yeah, yes. that was awesome. Uh, so should we go talk to this guy? Should we just try and bypass him? What do you think? Mm, I kind of just want to ask if he like has seen my friend. I love it. 
Do you want to go, or should one of us? Well, if you come with me, then I might look, like, more serious, because you are, like, adults. <clears throat> if I come with you, you will not look more serious. Um, people think <laughs> I'm a toy. People think I'm a literal toy. You just gotta put on a, a mean face. Maybe, like, I could sit on Chish's shoulders and we could wear, like, a trench coat, and then I'd be, like, a real tall panda bear folk, huh? Just like I always wanted to be. Maybe you look a little demeanor. All right. Okay. Just convince me. Let's go. (laughs) Uh, We walk over. And are you doing the one on top of the other thing? (laughs) No, I don't. I, I, listen, I just checked my list of things and I do not have a trench coat. Can I put you on my shoulder and maybe we'll look, you know, like... It'll be exactly like Groot and Rocket Raccoon. I was going to say, like a Groot thing. <laughs> this is very close to Groot and Rocket Raccoon. It totally is. I'll have to check with our legal okay. team. Okay, go ahead. Uh, are you cool if I pick you up? Absolutely. Uh, and pretend my saber is a gun. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, I put my hood up and start walking I, over. I, I can't tell if that's advantage or disadvantage. <laughs> disadvantage. Wait, we'll just wait till my Bradley Cooper impersonation. Here we go. I am uh, just... Okay. So, <laughs> you go over. Fucking pardon? <laughs> he is Chisk. I am Chisk. So he's he's down there and he's got his arms crossed in front of in front of him and he's got this kind of you know sort of uh, looks like he's got a one eye and the other one's sort of all clouded over and uh, he doesn't have a lot of teeth and he's got a pipe and he's just standing there with his arms crossed over his chest. Uh, hello. And he, and he looks over at you, and he sort of looks down at you, and he goes, Yes? Oh. <laughs> uh, 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 sorry, um, I'm wondering, is is this the tent for uh, fighters in the in the one o'clock fight? I am just looking for something, somebody. I have uh, a gift I would like to give them before. And, he's, and he kind of scowls at you, and he sort of spits out of the side of his mouth, Ugh. and he says, "Why, why, yes, it is." It doesn't get easier to believe that that voice is coming out of your giant body. Uh, um, may I enter, or is there like rules? I'm, I'm a foe fighter. See, I have a lanyard, temporary. Mine was stolen, but so he he sort of takes it and he sort of squints at it, puts his, puts it. His eye up, and he says, "Yeah, certainly, that's fine." Oh, you're very cool about this. Okay, thank you. I walk in. We uh, remember you have to be out half an hour before before the fight, so the fighters can prepare. They're very. Some of them are kind of like divas. Oh, it's like yeah, I'm very familiar with this. Some actually literally are say, divas. There's going to be a D&D joke here. <laughs> <laughs> I I put. Uh, Gideon down and I'm like well this is less exciting than I thought it would be <laughs> yeah. it's just a piggyback well, I just feel like we were taught a lesson about judging people by their appearances like it feels like a magic school bus episode <laughs> <laughs> alright Miss Frizzle and honestly I deserve that I'm, I'm not a raccoon <laughs> I could never be Bradley Cooper <laughs> uh I walk into the tent. <laughs> the uh, the guard uh, looks at you two and says, "And and you two? Oh, they are with me. I see. All right then. Enjoy yourselves. Be be careful. There's lots of sharp edges inside. Hey, thanks, Bucko. Time to go to space. <laughs> Gideon, I, is that, wait a minute. Are you Bradley Gideon, Cooper? Gideon, are you okay? <laughs> 
Oh my god, I have to go. Sorry, no paparazzi. Bye. <laughs> Jeez. Okay, can I? Do I see Veridan in the tent at all? I did not see him going in, but is he already in the tent? Yes, he is. You <gasps> what? <see> him. Oh. <laughs> Don't you? Yeah, you see, he hasn't seen you, but uh, but he's busy sort of warming up, sparring with this big Viking woman. Oh, you know that feeling you get when you, like, see somebody at the mall that you haven't seen in a long time, and your whole body just kind of <laughs> goes cold? And they're sparring with a big Viking <laughs> and woman. sparring with a big Viking woman. At Spencer's. <laughs> Spencer's. <laughs> um, I, like, like, hug the wall. And I, I say to the other two, oh my god, guys, he's here. I, I know I was, like, looking for him, but now that he's, like, actually here, oh my god, that woman is so hot. What is happening? Hey, sorry, Maeve, you're, you're obviously going through something, but do you still want me to be Rocket Raccoon or no? I think, I don't know if that's helpful. Gideon. I don't have to, yeah. yeah, yeah no, it's cool. Okay. We didn't I picked like up a stick anyway. that kind of looked like a, oh, you didn't, because I found a oh, stick no. that looked like a gun, so I thought maybe it would help. Oh, no, I... I you didn't it. like it? No, I Sorry. did. Ba- okay, I did. back to the Viking woman. Oh, I understand. If we don't have... We can talk about it later. Uh, and as you glance over, Maeve, you, you see he, somehow he's he's fighting in slow motion. And so it's just these <laughs> long locks of hair flowing back and forth as he's blocking and parrying. And... <laughs> you look down and... And That's the bear is singing. Just what I picture for slow motion elf fighting music. Guys, I don't know what to do. I can't. I can't go over there. I will stand in front of Maeve to block her view of this angelic elf. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I cannot give this myself. Can somebody do what? this? No, you can, I, I, no, you can do this. You can do this. You can do it. You, you freed him from a dungeon. Kiss partner? <gasps> is he your kiss partner? I mean, we did not would, kiss. But would you like him? to Did be? you hold hands or? We brushed shoulders and, you know... When you were taking off uh, the manacles. He sneezed on me one time. (laughs) Sorry? He sneezed on me one time. And that's good? That's a good thing? Well, it was, like, kind of romantic. Yeah. Listen, you can do this. And as you you guys suddenly... You suddenly notice that the guard is leaning over listening as well. He's got, like, a big (laughs) anticipatory face on. He goes, oh, yes. You... If he sneezed on you, that's... That's a good yeah, sign. You were, you were cooler than I thought you'd be. Get in here. <laughs> I bring the I bring the guard into the huddle. I just I, the highest I can reach is his lower back. Yeah, I rip I rip the pages out of my journal and I'm like I've got them folded up and I'm just trying to like hold them out to see if anyone's gonna take them. Mate, you freed him from a, an actual castle dungeon. He at least owes you listening to your goddamn letter. I don't want to what I don't want to give him a letter when I could just talk to him. Why don't you read him the letter? You, you could do the whole like, hey, I I really wanted to get this rat, so I rip I wrote it all. out. Out. That could be nice. Mm. The guard says, "I don't think that's. I don't think that we. Okay, well, well, you know, I really like this guy." <laughs> <laughs> the guard says, "I can. I can take the the letter if you want to." Yes, yes, you please go. Yes, take it, take it, take, 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 take. Hey, sorry. First, what's your name? Uh, my name is Wilberforce. 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 Yo, that is tight. I think I saw you on Saturday morning cartoons. <laughs> Uh, Wilberforce, um, let me know, like, if he if he looks like excited to s- receive it, or like if he looks like maybe maybe like frustrated or mad. If you want, you can sneak here behind the panels. <gasps> what? And listen. Oh my god! 
You are my best friend. I've never had a best friend, but it's you now. Yeah, actually, Wilberforce, you're great. Here's a brown, uh, here's a, a plot. Oh, well, thank you. Is that a lot? Is that little? Is that... It's a, it's a good amount. You want another? They, I, they, he probably makes no, like no, just, five plots it. a month. Oh, here's... Just, here's just, uh, just I can hold your I can hold your plots if you want. Do not uh, give it to Gideon. I, I, it just I, feels like he's headed them out willy-nilly. Uh, should I not? Are they... What if you fall off another pole? We're going to have to go buy a tuberling <laughs> bandage. And he says, so you will have to be sneaky back there so they don't find you. Yes, yes. Oh, my God. You're literally talking to a dampier, so it's not a problem. Um, I'm also very cool, so. All right, so if she's going to sneak around behind the panel so she, while the guard ghost gives the note, what are you two doing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, also sneaking. <laughs> yeah. No, I... I <laughs> hmm. Should we do the thing again? I actually liked it. I just didn't want to say it in front of Maeve. You don't have to pity me. Just no, I that, don't. Honestly, I, it was cool. It's fine. <laughs> Honestly, the color scheme of a raccoon and a panda are vastly different, and they have more grabby hands, yeah. you know? So And I'm, like, not little... really a, a root anymore. You know? Hey, you are. Absolutely, you are. Come on. <laughs> Is there any fighters who have left their gold pouch on the <laughs> table? No. No. <laughs> Is there any fighters who have left a cool-looking weapon on a table? I grab Gideon and I put him on my shoulder and we'll walk out of the tent. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a raccoon! Scott <laughs> gives you this large wink and uh, he sort of gestures for you to go behind the panel and he will take the note to Veridan. <sighs> All right. Uh, do you want me to roll stealth? I do want you to roll stuff. <laughs> He's he literally in my mind he looks like Legolas. So yeah, yeah. I, I also thought that. Oh fuck no! That's six. Oh, no. That's six, everybody. No. So the uh, you you see the the guard. You hear him um, just clear his throat and. Uh, the clanging stops, and as you lean forward, straining to hear what happens, no. you sort of <laughs> crack out between two of the panels and land at the feet of the three of them. I just stay really still <laughs> for a really long time. <laughs> and uh, there's this sort of awkward, silent moment, and then you hear Verendid's voice, and he says, Maeve? Wow! Veridin! I did not know that you would be here. You look great. You're ten. Thank you, Maeve. What are you doing here? I haven't seen you in weeks. It's been a little bit. Uh, I am... Well, I, I, I have gone through, you know, some life changes... And I wanted to come here and learn more about um, fighting. And so, because, you know, I am very good at it. Uh, Have you entered in the fights as well? Yes. (laughs) You have? Yes. Actually. Well, I'm very... (laughs) I'm very, very... Proud of you. When are you fighting? 
one o'clock. You are also fighting at one o'clock. Yes. My goodness, which which ring? Fourteen. Here, you're fighting here with us. Yes. <laughs> oh well, that's going to be awkward, isn't it? I mean, uh, where are you fighting? <laughs> well, I'm we're fighting here in forty-five minutes. I guess you're one of the one of my op- opponents. I guess so. I would have thought you would have been in one of the name, one of the invite pits oh. with your family. Oh. <laughs> no, I, I, I kind of wanted to uh, strike out on my own, you know. All right, and you look over and you see Wilberforce sort of giving you that look like, do you want me to, you want me to ha- <laughs> hand him the... <laughs> uh, this guy looks like he has something to give you, so I'm going to go uh, warm up for <laughs> my uh, fight. Goodbye. It was really nice to see you, and uh, your sparring partner is uh, very lovely. Uh, goodbye. And I walk away really quickly, just sweating. <laughs> Gideon's finally worked up the nerve to come in and try and cause a distraction before he sees her walk away. <laughs> hey, everybody, welcome. Oh, uh, right, sorry. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, uh, man, <laughs> cool. <laughs> Kiz comes behind him just like juggling a few like, <laughs> apples. It's a juggling bear. This is, yeah, uh, sorry. Oh, gosh. Tough crowd. <laughs> All right. So anyway, get this guy another we drink. We have to go. We have to go right All now. Right. I'm going to throw up. All right. So uh, uh. the three of you, after that suave debonair performance between by all three of you. <laughs> uh, let's not, that's that not fair. Good. Chiss juggling was really good. The rest of us kind of bonked it. All right. Big time. <laughs> Chiss, I will give you a performance check to see if you make a good impression. But I'm afraid the bear is going to give you disadvantage. Wait, me? Go ahead. You can roll. Per- yeah, you can ro- roll a performance. Oh, check. so I don't know what you're talking about. I'm a raccoon. Here's the thing, Chisk. <laughs> I'm Bradley Chisk Cooper. Doesn't know how to juggle. However, <laughs> I am going to use my channel divinity to learn the skill of juggling for this particular <laughs> event for ten minutes. Are you serious? <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> All right. So you reach up into the heavens. Like Matrix, and you just need to download how to juggle. <laughs> That's the sound so that it makes. Gideon's looking into the tent, and he goes, "So, hey, just listen, just do something. I don't care if it's bad. Okay, so here we go. And, holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> it's like a landline. Where did you get? Where did you get chainsaws from? It's like a dial-up tone. Oh man." <laughs> You're using lumberjack hatchets, which are extra dangerous for a piney <laughs> oh, to use. No. So what that does is it it's give me it gives me proficiency in the skill. So we have proficiency of plus two. So that just gives me a plus one to performance now. <laughs> but and also is it because still because you downloaded this? No, you can have it with it. Just have it plain. Yes, it's it's still only a ten though. <laughs> Middling. No, it's good. It's fine. It's it's impromptu. <laughs> Nobody expected it. Wilberforce is totally charmed by it. He t- he breaks the uh, the plot in half. Uh, well, then in half again, and he tosses you a quarter plot. <laughs> Ooh, Mave is has just walked straight out of the tent. Is that what I? Yeah, I think I don't want to be there when he reads the letter. Now I feel like I. <laughs> Beefed it right in front of him and then lied. So I'm leaving. Uh, and Gideon, what are you doing? 
Uh, the minute that Gideon saw that we could maybe make money on this, I'm going to point to the richest looking fighter and go, Don't you want to support the arts? Oh, no. <laughs> I'm going to hold out, I guess, a hat with Wilberforce's quarter in it. <laughs> right. No, they're they're ignoring you. All right. Well, oh. the real reason I'm staying is because I want to see what happens when Verity reads the letter. Mm. All right. Uh, you see the, the the Viking woman talking way to Veridan and he's kind of shrugging and and he's looking out the door after Maeve and he and he reads this letter and you see his his face kind of soften and he kind of flushes a bit and then he he, he looks out the door and he and he uh, looks back and you can hear him say something to Wilberforce and Veridan really looks confused and. Uh, then they're called up for the fight. You see four fighters are, are heading out to the ring. Which ones? Uh, so the first one is this uh, very heavy set half-orc by the name of Murin. Uh, the Viking woman is named Verna. And she's a human? She is a human. And there is also another elf. He is dressed in a, a very dark, dark green leather armor. Uh, you can see Verdin is confused by the fact that there's no there's no um, Maeve there, uh, but he heads out in uh, he heads out into the into the ring. So they all go on in out into the ring. You can't see them anymore if you're still staying in the tent. I guess I only half know the rules of Mavros. In these fights that are in the non last three days, what happens if someone? does die. Are there repercussions? Uh, no, there's no repercussions. Mm. All right. Well, I mean, obviously, if it's if it's obvious murder, then yes, there'd be repercussions. But if it's just a, of a fight and an accidental crit or an accidental death, then that's the risk you take. All right. As uh, the three of you leave the tent, you can hear the, the, the roar of the crowd and anticipation as all four of the fighters move into this sawdust field temporary ring. And you look around and there's these very rough stands. There's, there's people wandering with peanuts and things. And what we're going to do now, people, is that the four of us are going to play our four fighters. So, Maddie, you will play Veridan. Great. Uh, uh, Griffin, we'll have you play Aramis. Oh, the freaking dork. <laughs> you can play him however you want. Hey, guys, <laughs> it's me, Aratus. I give up. I give up. I'm weak. Got that out? You feel better? Yeah, lots. <laughs> I didn't like it from the start. Uh, Diego, you are playing Berna, the human Viking woman. Yes. Uh, I will play Murin, the half-orc heavyset fighter. However, we are going to hold it here oh. for this week. While I give Murin this will 17 give magic All weapons. of you time to prepare and think about. I want you to get into the character of getting it. So your character is getting into a character. And also, right. Mur Murin is level 17, and she's very cool. <laughs> Murin has a full assault rifle. Uh, no, I, I will ge randomly generate four characters. They won't be higher than level five. Hey, stronger than us, though. Yeah, are we getting, like, actual sheets? You will get actual Whoa, sheets. Oh, okay. 
I do. I like am going to get way too attached. Okay. Mini game. You are not going to get the sheets until we start next week. Mm. I'm not going to get attached. Aranis is going to die real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Aranis does yeah. nothing every turn. He stands there. <laughs> Aranis gives all his money to a small panda bear folk and also his, the deed to his house, um, his keys. Verna forgot she wasn't interested in this. She was actually wanting some pies from the <laughs> little new tent that popped up. I can hear from the tone you're taking that you're all super excited to get started on this. So uh, I hope you can hang on. Come back again in a week, and we will be ready to launch into pit fight number 14, the one o'clock date with destiny. Thank you very much to Cobalt Press for all of their amazing Midgard material. Thank you very much to the boy king of Idaho for his outstanding music and to Morgan Ermter for handling all of the Dias cast graphic design. Diego, do you have anything to plug? Uh, no, just go follow me on Instagram at Diego Streddle. Go follow me on Twitter at D-I-I underscore Streddle. And make sure to check out the Meeting Place, po- uh, not podcast, YouTube channel that Griffin and I have with some other of our friends. We're a little slow on some videos in the last couple of weeks, but it's fine. It's coming back. We do have a video podcast, so you're, you're welcome to check that out. Maddie, Love plug. Uh, I don't have anything to plug, but I am... Um, if you want to send me any sort of swampy imagery or anything that's creepy <laughs> or spooky... Don't, 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 don't. Absolutely don't do it. You can find me at Madeline Hunter Smith on Instagram and at Maddie H. Smith on Twitter. I'm writing a play, and I'd love to see what... You have. Uh, thank you. Okay, bye. Good Lord, Kevin. I am Kevin Cork on Twitter and LinkedIn. Whoa, plug in the LinkedIn. Hey. Uh, you can follow me at Griffin Cork on all the platforms, or you can check out the podcast that I host with my mother called The Breakfast Dish. It's awesome. Next week, everybody. Bye. 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 We'll see you next week. Ignore City, the audio fiction rock musical, is now part of the Fantasy Network. In this post-apocalyptic future where technology is outlawed, Devin Rimpa, a scrappy spike messenger, befriends a sentient robot head named Saner0805. She embarks on a grand adventure through Ignore City to save civilization before government agents catch up with her. It's Futurama meets the Terminator, but with singing. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and podcast platforms everywhere.